Micah. Glad you could take time out from your current drug bender to join me today. Nope, that's me. Yeah, no, that, that, that's 100% you. This is the person who decided to have a drink at like after lunch. I did go to the gym today, though. I've been going back to the gym. Um, so speaking of Turner stuff, so, you know, I'm on the elliptical and on the array of TVs, there's always two channels turned to two TVs turned to TNT and TBS. And I always like it. The, 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 the closed captions are always on. So I'm always like is like trying to watch these Turner shows and figure out what's going on. And just, you know, um, one of them is charm. TNT has just been habitually showing charm to the morning. Listen. Okay, so like my sister used to watch this every morning yeah. before before school, and you know, older sister, so I didn't get the remote. So uh, for years, it was it was oh, we could watch Danny Phantom, and then suddenly it was nope, we gotta watch Charmed, yeah. and so I know that show way more than I would like to. Um, but yeah, that was contrasted with the George Lopez show, which uh, <laughs> the intro to that's really funny because that's the classic like. It shows the trampoline. family. And they're, yeah, they're like bouncing on the trampoline in slow motion. Yeah. And then, like, I swear to God, like, there's one scene where it opens up and um, they're outside and they're talking. And then, the, like, they turn to, like, I assume go in the house. And as the camera, like, goes with them slightly, like, you can see the house. Like, it, but it's not like it doesn't have the exterior walls. It's like cross section, you know, like a sitcom set would be. Like, and I mm -hmm. swear to God, I thought I saw that for one second. Then it cut to, like, the door opening in the interior and then, like, them walking in. Like, like I, I just want to imagine that the people filming this show just knew it was a piece of shit and just did not give a fuck. People filming, people well, editing. George you know? Lopez is the creator, executive producer, star. Probably, yeah. like, backed it up financially towards the end. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. But, but yeah, th these but That's two, not what we're here to talk about today. No, 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 no. No, uh, we're, we're here, here to talk, to talk about, about the turn of the century. Turn of the millennium. Uh, well, towards the end. But the millennium was about to turn. Uh, and thank God it did. Because on December 10th, 1999, the world was introduced to Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo. So let me tell you, I'm typing in Deuce into Google right now. And it's the third thing on there. We have Deuce, American Rapper. Deuce Hogan, American football player, and then this fucking movie. Not like Deuce, as in like, you know, like something that's like two, like a deuce, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like like that's fallen far behind these three wonderful pieces of, of, of popular culture that we're getting into. Oh, my God. Have you seen the European gigolo fucking uh, um, poster? Oh, my God. I have he, not. He's, he, he's, oh he's, he, he's sitting God. on a bench. And the Leaning Tower piece is com coming up like it's his cock. Like, oh, my Lord. And then, like, uh, the, then, the, then the one from uh, Mel Gigolo, the, the, the first one, is just so much more modest. It's like a peephole when you see him there, which is also right. kind of a little creepy there. But um, I guess, yeah, our connection from our last, our, our last one, um, we go from Rob Schneider, who was, you know, actually kind of funny in that, you know, sort of great sort of triad of, him and Tim Curry and that the other redheaded woman who was part of the Plaza Hotel staff who was like mm -hmm. always checking on Kevin, but like never knew they're very bumbling, you know, um, you know, and that was a wonderful part of that, you know, for Rob Schneider, you know, because like he's been staying forever for because of South Park, like with those fake trailers where Rob Schneider's a stapler, you know, what I'm talking about. Rob Schneider is derp de derp de derp de totally derp. The carrot. Yeah. 
Yeah, like Rob Schneider is a stapler, <laughs> and he's gonna figure out being a stapler is not as easy as it looks. So yeah, like that is like that, and like being Adam Sandler's like tag along in these like sort of later year movies. Um, oh Lord, okay. So from from the first line, are we ready for that first line? Uh, I think that we should definitely listen to it with intent. All right, I'll listen to what. What are you listening to? I'm not listening to anything. All right, you ready? Let's do it. All right, Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo is a 1999 American sex comedy film. <laughs> so we have sex comedy as a genre. Um, what, what, what are other sex comedies? Let's talk about sex. Like American Pie, I guess? Yeah, that's the only other one that came to mind. I guess there's the movie called Sex Drive, literally. Um, with Jason Siegel and uh, and Cameron Diaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. Um, would Eyes Wide Shut? No, I guess that's not a comedy. Uh, neither American is that. American Pie 2. American Pie 2. American <laughs> Pie Band Camp. And, uh, American Pie 3. American yeah. Pie Reunion. Yeah. American Pie Beta House. American Pie The Naked Mile. Yeah. See, I feel like American Pie, like, had, like, I think it like it actually had a bigger cultural moment than we think because like remember Stifler's mom like the whole idea yeah. of like yeah like she's really hot and like you know everyone wants to have sex with her. I feel like Stifler's mom created Stacy's mom, which in and of itself had a a, a a big moment. So I feel like it like its ripples you know somehow created like you know or connected with another rock's ripples, creating like a fucking big uh, rippling um, rib for your pleasure explosion. Um, right. Um, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think about what else would be like a sex comedy, like specifically not because like we named like a teen sex comedy, but like this is just a sex comedy. Right. I, I guess I think this is worth hopping to the, their page. Um, interesting. Sex comedy, erotic comedy, or more broadly, sexual comedy is a genre in which comedy is motivated by sexual situations and love affairs. So that's actually casting a pretty broad net, I feel like. You know, because mm-hmm. like then, then like a lot of romantic comedies could be sex like um, well, friends with benefits isn't isn't that you know literally yeah yeah and, and then, also no strings attached which is like the like the yeah. ants bug the ants to that's bugs life exactly yeah and then there's Don John with uh Joseph Gordon Levitt and Charlotte Scarlett Johansson which is like the art house sex yeah. comedy you know I guess Animal House could be. Yeah. considered a sex comedy i don't yeah. really think of it as that but like yeah. i Por- guess porky's bachelor party risky business it was um, the 40 year old virgin i didn't even think about that yeah oh yeah that's totally a sex comedy um so yeah there, there's oh. a there's a lot of that but also i guess it, you know it, it has its basis in antiquity um so so i don't know as much as we attempt to attempt to lampoon that it appears it's been a pretty big part of you know comedic storytelling for a while and and on now episode one, you way. talked about uh, on episode one you talked about uh talked about blue films, but uh, Japanese sex comedies are often referred to as pink films. Mm. So uh, so there's that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I wonder why. But, uh, uh, I honestly have no idea. I, I this is not non ironic. I don't want to mm. look it up. Yeah, it was, well, it, it, they're, they're I'm referred to as oiroke. You know, using my. Uh, Wonderful Japanese skills learned from years of anime watching. 
Um, with a tinge of color is what it translates to. Um, but yeah, so, wow. <laughs> I wonder if, have you ever seen or read, I guess there's some saying, have you ever read Norwegian Wood by Haruki Murakami? No, but I've listened to Norwegian Wood performed by the Beatles. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and the, the book is actually, you know, I like it has comedic moments. It's definitely a sex drama, you know, mm-hmm. um, like it's actually where I believe I don't think I think there's a debate as to the origin of this term. But I think this book is considered one of the points of origin for the term manic pixie dream girl, because it's right. about a guy who, you know, gets involved in a love triangle with two different women, one who's life is like the most tragic fucking thing you've ever heard. Like her sister committed suicide her boyfriend committed suicide, you know, and she just ends up with Toru and she's just like, you know, obviously like these tragedies have taken a toll on this, this woman. And she's just very depressed. And then there's another girl who's like dad has cancer, but she's very like um, promiscuous and vivacious and, you know, um, and he gets caught up between those two. And, And it's ultimately a horribly tragic story. Like, it fails the Bechdel test with flying colors. Like it, it like mm-hmm. it is the one book that would completely bomb that thing, but it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty compelling book, but, uh, but yeah, what, I guess whenever I think of Japanese stuff that I've, you know, Japanese media that I've read, that's sexual Norwegian wood is always like number one. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, it, it's a, and it's Murakami is oftentimes considered, you know, more of a Western author. Like he takes influences from like the Beatles, which is why it's called fucking Norwegian wood. You know, the novel mm-hmm. takes place in the 60s, you know, so there's the whole counterculture thing. And he's got a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, the newest movie, Drive My, Drive My Car, you know, I think it got like, I don't think it won any Oscars or anything, but, it, you know, people say it's really good. Are you familiar with it? Which is also named yeah. after a fucking Beatles song, um, which that's a Murakami short story. So um, I do know the Beatles song, Drive My Car. Yeah, yeah, which comes right before Norwegian Wood on Rubber Soul. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite Beatles album. Yeah, that one. That's a good one, man. Uh, I'm looking through you is a great song on that one. Uh, Michelle. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can I, I got to tell you something really funny. We may never get back to this, so I've got to tell it now. Um, okay. So um, in 2007, I was a freshman in college and uh, I went to go see Spider-Man 3 with like these people I was like, you know, had made friends with. And um so um, we're sitting there and the trailers are showing and the trailer for Across the Universe comes on, which is, I don't know if you're familiar, that's the, the musical with the Beatles songs that's done by- Across the Universe, yeah. Yeah, Across the Universe, yeah. I think it's done by the woman who wrote like the, direct like the Lion King on stage. So somebody who, who knows musicals, I guess. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty shitty story. I, I went and saw it. It's just sort of, a, it's a very stock 1960s story where- you know, everyone's like, you know, swept up in the counterculture and one guy gets sent to Vietnam and they do drugs and there's a love story at the center. And uh, anywho, so um, the trailer opens up with the main character singing the opening bars, opening words to girl, you know, does anybody want to listen to my story all about the girl that came to stay? So like he sings, does anybody want to listen to my story? And this guy named Shane Hook, who I was friends with, just yells out, no in the theater and like the entire theater just burst out laughing it was unbelievable had never been a part of that but um but all right wow we really got off track there <laughs> but that's what this is all about so shall we uh let's continue let's continue all right so skipping back um deuce Bigelow mel gigolo is a sex comedy directed by mike mitchell who's um 
in his feature length directorial debut. Oh, Lord. Uh-huh. Written by Harris Goldberg and Rob Schneider himself, starring Schneider, William Forsyth, Eddie Griffin, and Arija Bariakis. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Bo, I know that you're really, you really want to know what oh. else has Mike Mitchell directed? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's, di- he's directed such acclaimed movies as Shrek Forever After, Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked, the SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water. Oh, that's the one where they, they go to real life, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. The 2016 Trolls. And the Lego movie too, the second part. So he's a like a, a, a sequel guy outside of this. He's kind of a guy who, if you can't get your original director back, here's somebody who can understand the basic precepts of the original film and then just do mm-hmm. what the studio says just to keep it going and make and make well, just enough money. You know, he, okay, he, this one problem makes sense. From 2005 to 2007, uh, he was the live-action director on the TV show SpongeBob SquarePants. So there is precedent for that. Oh, so he directed the the guy whose lips, you know, move the the, the he lives in a pineapple, you know, like the, the pirate in the beginning. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. and, and other another real life stuff. He also was an animator on Ants, Shrek Two, Shrek the Third, Monsters vs. Aliens, and Sasha's Party. So he has. Uh, so the Shrek Forever After, they just made, put him from uh, from additional story artist. Yeah. And then they were just like, yeah. So he he does work on project, like franchises, and then mm-hmm. just is promoted. Uh, so it's nice that there is some sort of internal reward system yeah, but, in but Hollywood. He, but, but yeah, oh yeah. And he did not do Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, correct? No, he did He did not. He did, did not, not return. Okay. okay. So uh, let's uh, let's tell, tell, me, uh, tell me who else was a featured part of this movie, Bo. Um, oh, um, our cast? Are we jumping down to yeah. the cast elsewhere? No, um, no, no, the first line, still. Okay. Um, directed by Mike Mitchell. Oh, wow. A- Amy, Amy Poehler was in this? Oh, my God. Here's how tasteless this is. Amy Poehler as Ruth, a woman who has Tourette syndrome with coprolalia, which is, oh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, so it's involuntary swearing or the involuntary utterance of obscene words. And it's one of Deuce's clients. I bet that's handled very well. Um, Norm, the, the late, great Norm MacDonald, one, one of my favorites, if not my favorite of all time, comics, as uncredited bartender. Adam Sandler is uh, on off-screen passerby. Those are the other two I recognize. Thought they were worth pointing out. Um, but yeah, um, here's what this- um, uh, I, Can I just point out something that's also tasteless? Yeah, Big boy as Fluisa, aka Jabba, an obese woman weighing close to 750 pounds and one of Deuce's clients. And uh, big boy, uh, is a is this a is man. not this is this is, is a not, male radio host. This is not out the big boy from Outcast, right? That's BOI, correct? The rapper, yeah, this is uh, this is big boy born Kurt Alexander. Uh, he was a he's a he's a radio host, but so they're doing uh. Yeah, they're doing uh, not cross dressing, but okay. cross. Uh, but you know, they're pretending that they're saying probably like, "Look how ugly this woman is." Oh this yeah, woman. yeah, yeah. Oh, like, like pretty, pretty tasteless. Like, yeah. like, 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 like the like, only way this seven hundred and fifty pound person could have sex is if they have to pay an pay an escort. Yeah, yeah. Like just yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. awful. And uh, 
I mean, like very shallow howl of it. You know, I don't know if you've yeah. ever seen that movie. That like very that's a that is such a mean spirited movie. Like, have you ever watched the trailer to that? Like all the big like mo- moments of intrigue that are built up to in the trailer are just mean spirited jokes. You know, talk about an insidious film. Um, that I saw in theaters. Um, and also Amy Poehler. Like, good lord, like this is so beneath her. I mean, obviously right. this was probably when she was just getting started on SNL. But considering, you know, her career. And I think this is before SNL. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this is, you know, a decently sized enough role. 1999. Um, yeah. And uh, Amy Poehler joined the cast in 2001. Oh, uh, so, she, yeah. So, so. Prob- so probably not not a big but but damn, you know. Um, yeah. All right. So the film tells the story of a hapless fish tank cleaner. I don't know why they picked fish tank cleaner, like why that's sort of like the job that you have that no one wants to have sex with you, you know, uh, weird. Who goes into business as a male sex worker in an attempt to earn enough money to repair damage she caused while house sitting. This film is notable for being the first film produced by Happy Madison Productions. So um, they're teeing off on hole one and they fucking drove the green, didn't they, buddy? <laughs> they sure yeah, did. They sure did. Yeah. God. Um, released on December 10th, 1999, just in time for Christmas by Buena Vista Pictures through its Touchstone Pictures label. While their film, accordingly, uh, received negative views from critics, it was a box office success. Oh, Lord, grossing $92 million worldwide on a $17 million budget. God damn. How about that? Right. And so, so Beaumont, I want to I wanted to start uh, a new game for the show where we guess what the Rotten Tomatoes score of the movie is before we read what the movie, what the plot of the movie and before we read the review. So based off of this, this blurb on top, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score for 1999's Deuce Bigelow Male Gigolo is? Yeah, my, my thought process here is over under 20, because I feel like with old movies, when you're retroactively applying a rot- Rotten Tomatoes score, you know, I feel like it's a little bit more approximate because, I mean, you don't have like IGN and Mr. YouTube channel and all and all these other goons, you know, reviewing right. this shit. So there's a much smaller sample size. Um, so I'm going to do an over under here. Uh, I'm going to say. Over 20 percent, under 25 percent, let's go with 22. I was going to go for like a solid like 15 to 17 percent, mm-hmm. like just based off of this, mm-hmm. like it feels like that's really hard to pitch to somebody who's not your friend in the yeah, industry. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I understand that like Hollywood is a business and like sure this like need to go through stuff, but like yeah. Rob Schneider and Adam Sandler are friends. They worked on SNL together for yeah. more than one season. Yeah. So and like they continue to show up in each other's projects. And while Rob Schneider has tried to uh he he's tried to have a renaissance with real Rob on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, which was like his version of Louis, I guess. Really? But yeah, it's like a sitcom about Rob you. Schneider, I guess. But yeah. uh, I think that he seems like a perfectly nice guy who, who just is not ha- is not capturing an audience that he desperately wants to capture yeah and i think the audience is like kind of come and gone like because i think now he's relying on nostalgia because like i don't know like i i i I don't like because all their movies come out on netflix now i just don't really see like younger people like you know because you know i remember like big daddy and 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 happy gilmore and, and all that um 
And like, you know, now like there's like bile generated because like some of those movies are, are competent, you know, right. comedies. And now like, you know, there's this there's this bile generated where Adam Sandler has just done this like lowest common denominator shit, just mm-hmm. constantly churned it out. Except um, for Uncut Gems. I oh, yeah, 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 of like course. that. That, um, you know, Punch Drunk Love. I think, I mean, whenever he gets with a good director, what's Safety Brothers for Uncut Gems and then PTA for... Um, oh, there's a movie where he's like an agent or he's a struggling actor uh, that, that he's in. The, it's actually fun, really fun, good. Funny People? Yeah, I think so. Which is like actually like po- like possibly like a reflection of Adam Sandler onto himself of this like, because like the, the movie is like spoiler for like a 15 year old movie. But like the movie is about like, this actor who like is like successful, but like nobody like show like has true appreciation for him because like right. they just see him as like a joke, which is like kind of like like a large public discourse behind Adam Sandler for the yeah. past couple of years of like like your grown ups, your grown ups too, your pixels of like these movies yeah. that are, like you're basically just like let's get as many celebrities we can in one place. Yeah, um, like that's like the kind of that's at least the vibe that I get from it. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I do too. And I think like perhaps he's resigned himself to just making movies with his friends when he like has that control. But like I don't know, like whenever he gets with a good director, like obviously Uncut Gems and, and Punch Drunk Love are both like great A fucking movies, man. Like they're both they're both excellent. Um, uh, but but and, and whenever he gets to show his dramatic chops. Like he's not bad. I know you mentioned funny people. Um, one of his movies that's like that I remember watching when I was younger, and like it's so like emotionally simple and straightforward to get, and it's a ripoff of It's a Wonderful Life or it's a, a spin, but click, you know. I don't know if you saw that one where he gets a, a TV remote yeah. that lets him fast forward through the boring parts of his life, you know, lesson learned. The boring parts of your life are actually like the moments you treasure more than, you know, skipping forward to like the moments he thinks, you know, he's going to want to enjoy. And, um, you know, and then like, it's uh, like that movie obviously has like the very obvious message, you know, sort of that's, that's really driven home by the, you know, um, um, the, like it's derivative, you know, it's a wonderful life and makes it pretty easy to understand. But, um, but yeah, you know, like at least like in the dramatic moments of that, like it's it's content. Like, you know, I remember watching it and knowing like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to feel sad for him here. It's not like, you know, I didn't feel cynical while watching mm-hmm. that movie. I thought it was like obvious, but I didn't like have this like torrent of like criticism and cynicism just like, you know, cycling through my head, you know, so like that, right. yeah, you know. All right. Like probably like this movie. Let's plot along, shall we? All right. So, uh. Let's go. I mean, it has a sequel. We've talked about Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, six years later. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Deuce Bigelow, played by our hero, Rob Schneider, an insecure fish tank cleaner. I'm glad they added insecure there. Because, like, I feel like a fish tank, like, you know, like, that's a pretty specialized job. You work, with, you probably learn a lot about fish. You know, I feel like that there's a lot of things that, you know, would be interesting about that and attractive. But I fucking digress. Um, um, I love that there's a blue link for fish tank cleaner. <laughs> oh, the, uh, let, let's finish this sentence because it's, it, it's okay. real. Because like, oh, disclosure, I've never seen this at all. Neither have I. All right. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the picture being painted in our head is authentic. 
Deuce Bigelow, an insecure fish tank cleaner, is fired for cleaning the tank at a public aquarium <laughs> while naked. Like, how did we get there? <laughs> like, I'm sure he's like hapless. He's like trying to do good and be like, oh, you know, like there's probably a kid. I'm sure there's a close up of his ass. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure of it. Well, I- I'm sure there's a kid who's like trying to see, like, you know, the fucking great white shark or the humpback whale. And he can't see it because it's dirty. I bet he has like headphones in, like, yeah. and he's like dancing a little bit while he's cleaning. He thinks he's alone. Yeah. And, and how does he lose his clothes? I guess he probably has to take his clothes off, I guess, to like get in, you know, or maybe like his clothes oh, maybe. Are, like, caught on something and he's got to like get out of them to avoid like drowning. And then there's cleverly placed fish around his genitalia. Oh, yeah. And I bet it's all about like that kid who couldn't see the humpback whale seeing him mm-hmm. and then their mom like turning around and looking or their big angry dad and because rob like, schneider's gross yeah yeah and scream so i i guarantee you that's how that happened um if we predicted that right oh man um deuce is unsuccessful in attracting women so he ke- so he attempts to keep himself busy at work okay on a house call he meets the argentinian male prostitute antoine laconte played by oded fair He's an Israeli actor. Oh, yeah. He's um, he's in The Mummy, Mummy Returns, some Resident Evil stuff. Whatever. Antoine is going on a business trip and so asked Deuce to take care of it for take care for his sick lionfish. Wow. Lionfish looks pretty red and protect his home while he is away. Deuce accidentally sets Antoine's kitchen on fire (laughs) while trying to make a grilled cheese sandwich. (laughs) That's that's pretty good. But like. Would that get like, I mean, like, is cheese any more flammable than bread? I guess, like, unless Depends if you keep it in too long, like, maybe he took a shower and, like, yeah, yeah. it was just like it, it didn't have a spring, like, you have to, like, actually, like, have a timer for yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it breaks an expensive fish tank. So, um, I bet right. there's an electric zapping and, like, one of the fish dies. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah, the toaster and water is like a very cliched of like, uh, it's usually cliched of like uh, suicide, but like it's also cliched of just like <laughs> killing like a thing in water. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, totally. Yeah. And like him trying to resuscitate it. I bet there's a joke about him flushing it down the toilet. Like, especially if it's a lionfish or a big fish, you know, that won't go that won't go down the toilet. It keeps like swirling around and so he's got like the, his the toilet foot on overflows. it. He's like he's like pushing his thing down the toilet. He's got like his full body like pressing on it. And like yeah. in the process, he like breaks like a handle that he's like oh, holding yeah. on to. And the toilet just starts spewing upward like a geyser, you know. Like I just see this as like all the comedy is just such slapstick. Oh, that, it is. Like slapstick is like kind of like a slapstick. dying format. I, but I think I, it's I, a dying I, format yeah. of comedy because yeah. like of how, because like, you know, slapstick is like more prominent in like the thirties and forties. Sure. Yeah. Uh, when like silent movies. So like you needed like all that, all the physical comedy mm-hmm. because you couldn't say comedy. So I think like, like in a time where like, there's like burgeoning standup stuff, people really want to hear their jokes instead of like, see the jokes. Yeah. And like, so they're, like I think slapstick is using used sparingly. Slapstick is very funny, but kind of like you know, if you watch America's Funniest Videos, like by the end you're not laughing as hard because mm-hmm. you've seen you know the same like you've seen the dad fall off the well, roof and, like and, and fifty times. And the sound effects, the whoop, and then like they're yeah. over narrated. I'll tell you what, I've I'm always been a big like Looney Tunes and like Roadrunner and Miley Coyote. 
which like those are always work really well because there are like rules. I don't know if you've ever read the rules to Roadrunner. Like there's a set of 10 rules that the writer came up with that he follows that's like responsible for the tension and the humor. Well, I have to, there's a whole Wikipedia article on that. It's really fascinating. We should talk um, about that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It, it is a, it, it's really fascinating. And like by setting rules, you know, and operating within them, like you have a story structure and, and in that, uh, you know, a means for slapstick comedy. Um, but uh, getting back to our uh, slapstick sex comedy, uh, fearing Antoine will kill him. So like, just kill him, just straight up, you know, instead of fearing Antoine will be very upset, fearing Antoine will like literally murder him. Like, I wonder if he, if, since he's Argentinian, I'm sure they're going to play on some horrible cultural stereotype. Like that he finds some sort of very exotic looking weapon, you know, in his room, like some sort of big exotic, like castrator, you know, or something like that. Um, right. So Deuce has got to pay $6,000 for the damage. Really? That's not a whole lot. You know, I mean, it's probably more for the fish. Standards. It's yeah, probably yeah, for yeah. the fish that in my in our head cannon is but, dead. But still, as sort of like your goal, like you know, like a lot of these comedy movies are like we got to raise X amount of money, and it's always like exorbitant. It's always like ten thousand or a hundred thousand. I think yeah, it's dirty- always like the it's always like we got to put on a talent show and raise like a million dollars in order to save like the yeah. save the like the arts department. Well, and six thousand, it's like you can go get a loan, like for a car, you know. Like it's, you know, it, it's something that yeah, but you know, as a, as an insecure fish tank cleaner, I bet he doesn't have too much credit. No, I bet he probably doesn't. Um, oh. So, you know who he goes to, he goes to low rent pimp TJ Hicks played by Eddie Griffin uh, offers to help deuce to make enough money to buy a new fish tank and convinces deuce to take over the absent Antoine's role as a gigolo. So like, how do we get to there? You know, like we get to like this hapless person and then all of a sudden, like the magic pimp like comes into his life and just like, you know, gives him the means to solve this problem. Like, does the pimp like show up to the house or like, how does he, how does he run into the, like, what do you think? I don't know how this happens. Like, this is a pretty, like, you know, like the rest of it's been pretty, you know, like well etched out. And this is like a huge leap into kind of like, you know, from problem to having the means to solve said problem you know um it's like a it's like the south park like everything has been like therefore this happens but yeah, yeah. this happens and then it just kind of breaks that south park and then it's just like and then this happens yeah okay yeah like have you ever seen that that have you ever seen that clip i think maybe we talked about it did we of the of the clip about south park like how they write stories is like they always write like this happened therefore this happens but this happens therefore this happens like that's how they tell a story and anytime they say and then they go back until Uh they because it's a so there's a real causal and effect uh environment of their storytelling and so like it feels like there was like key like deuce biglow fish tanker but he's naked playing the pool therefore he's fired uh he goes like therefore he he goes to uh have a talk with his friend uh what he so that no it's more like therefore he's freelancing uh yeah and he's told to he's doing uh he's gonna take care of this but he breaks everything but then it just like shifts to being like 
And then, and then, he, and, and, and then this guy shows up somehow. Yeah. And you know, then like, this low rent pimp, which like, I don't know how, like, does the pimp like knock on the door or is he like walking sadly through like a, a rough neighbor, a, a rough neighborhood where there's like, how does the fact that he's a pimp come yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A real question. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Or maybe like, is he that gigolo's pimp? maybe yeah i I feel like that that, that's the most that's kind of our uh, yeah yeah our most logical thing but like he would need a reason to come by the house other than you know you know like other than just randomly showing up which i'm sure he probably does um right right but but um because he is a insecure fish tank cleaner cleaner with a heart of gold deuce decides to make the clients feel better about themselves since he only desires to have sex with beautiful women so he is a bar setter hire, you know, yeah. Yeah. so he deuce meets unusual clients, but he still manages to get along with them despite there being no sex involved. You know, you know, what do you know by helping them with certain issues in their lives? The clients include Carol, a woman who is severely narcoleptic. Here's Amy Poehler, Ruth, who has Tourette syndrome with coprolalia and therefore is afraid of socializing. Louisa, an obese woman weighing close to 750 pounds, and Tina, a woman that has a pituitary gland disorder and is extremely tall. Oh, my God. Like, geez, they like, you know, every sort of thing that like I I feel like, quote unquote, society has told a woman to be insecure about is on here. Like your height, your weight, what you're saying, you know, like all this shit, like your your mental illness, your mental illness. Yeah. Like every sort of like like, narcolepsy, which is like a, like a chronic disorder, which like you can't like, you need, like, you need to be like hypnotized and like, you need like treatment for like, she can't help it. Like narcolepsy isn't like something that like you start doing, you know, like you can't just like start being narcoleptic. Like like you you can. Yeah. Like yeah. Tourette's can be like a bunch of things like Tourette's. There can be like a moment in time because like, and like there's a brain thing. Cause you're not born. I'm pretty sure you're not. It, it, born it, it, with it, 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 yeah. It's one of those mental illnesses that manifests like in your twenties, you know, like there's I know, a lot it's of, a, it's, a, like it's not a mental illness. It's a neurodevelopmental disorder. Oh, the, okay. I was talking about the social awkwardness that oh. she has because she has Tourette's. Oh, Tourette's is gotcha. like a, it's like a, it's like a brain thing. That, okay. like and like ticks cause oh, like you, you okay. get like uh, you get like you get ticks and that might be like an, a flailing of the arm uncontrollably but like the main thing of Tourette's is that like whatever the tick is it's something that you can't control right uh and so uh and like the most characterized one in media is like swearing so okay. of course this one did it but like there's other ones where like uh, you blink a lot. Yeah. There's another one where like uh, where you cough where like uh-huh. everything, like every sentence, every like phrase ends with like a small cough. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's it's just yeah, it doesn't mean anything. And like having Tourette's doesn't make you a bad person. Oh, no, no. Or like you uh, is uh, unattractive at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like I can understand like the narcolepsy. Like you don't really want to like date a woman who will just like in the middle of talking just fall asleep. Like that's kind of like I can understand like that. There's like there can be an unattractiveness to that. But like again, you can't control being narcoleptic. Like there's not like no, just there's no, not just no. like a there's not just like a fast pill yeah. that like stops narcolepsy. Like yeah. that's like a yeah that's like retraining your brain and stuff. Well, and I'm sure this riding team got together to be like who would be the people who would hire like a gigolo, you know? Like who are the people It just who- seems like 
It just seems like they got a bunch of fourth graders and like, what's like the worst insult you can think of a person? Like, she's fat. And like, what about a girl? The girl, she's too tall. She's too tall, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, seriously, like, like all like, you know, like, 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 like maybe like, like, have you ever heard of the Netflix movie Tall Girl? Where like uh, this girl is like, she's a perfectly normal high school girl, but she just happens to be six one. Uh-huh. And so like boys are like afraid to talk to her because uh-huh. she's six one and in high school. And like the worst plight, the the plight of man, famine, war, genocide, and they decided to make a movie about I'm 16 and six one, as if there aren't one taller people than that, and two, as if that's a real problem. Like I get that there's an insecurity and like the back of like oh I don't want to stick out in high school, but like. I feel like being six one isn't even that big of a deal. Oh no! Like like, like, like professional like, like, professional basketball. Yeah, yeah. Women's athletes. basketball players are like 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 Brittany Griner's like six fucking eight. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. And I bet I bet she went through high school and she was just like, man, I wish I wasn't so tall. But they didn't make a movie out of that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know they did. You know, like yeah. I think that that that's that's you know, pretty pretty silly. Mm-hmm. Um, Deuce's list of clients gradually increases with each client being satisfied by much more fulfilling measures due to his personal attention and friendship. So he's, he's redeemable um, despite the script being utterly mean spirited. So, um, so Deuce yeah. right now is, is for me, like in like remembering catcher in the rye when Holden Caulfield uh, buys a prostitute, but he doesn't want to like, but he finds out. Yeah. That oh he yeah. Really yeah. Have sex with her. He just wants to like talk with them. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of feels like that where like Deuce Bigelow like wants to have sex with these women, but then like meets them and like hears like their plights and their stories. And then he's mm-hmm. just like, I don't want to have sex with you. Like, I want to like, yeah. you, you like need a friend. And like, oh, he's yeah. like there, it's like kind of like a big brother program. Oh yeah. Well, and like, it's just like, you know, the difference in tone of the story really, because this is makes him seem like, you know, like from what it's described, like somebody who's pretty altruistic, who's, you know, some mistakes have happened in his life that aren't like entirely his fault. Like a lot of like a series of unfortunate events has like brought him to this point, but he's, you know, got, you know, a kind heart and people's, you know, best intention or people's best interests in mind, good intentions. Um, But, you know, Holden Caulfield, it's a lot more, you know, grave, you know, where like you do like kind of pity him a little bit in that situation. Cause mm-hmm. he's like in utterly over his head. Um, my favorite part about that situation is when her pimp comes in and like steals his wallet, the pimp also flicks him in the nuts. Just he's like, like his, just, yeah, he's yeah, like, that's, that, that's literally uh, how it's described. What is, it, what is it called? He doesn't hit flaccid. him. He's like flaccid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the pimp Antilia, literally like, yeah, the, yeah. The, the pimp literally flicks him, which I think is so funny. It's weird. It's the flick. Yeah. Um, I love that. And like, I read catcher in the rye when I was like in my mid twenties. So I kind of almost saw it as a comedy. Cause I was like, what is this kid talking about? Like this guy's like running around, like, just being critical of everything like doesn't he know that like everybody else is looking just like you know being like man what's like this fucking dude's deal holding you know? coffee like, is the personification of twitter oh yeah and and it's like i get why you can't make a movie about that it was a fun book to read but like you know like well, the you know, jd salinger's estate won't let him it's the most successful book that has not been made into a movie yeah and i think like if you made it into a movie it could easily come across as this like very bleak cynical you know, kind of thing, especially how it, how it ends up. But as a book, when I kind of pictured in my mind, in my like mid twenties, when I read it, like, I just thought it was just really funny. 
you know, because this guy just was totally in over his head in a lot of situations and he thought he knew what was going on. But no, really, Mm -hmm. this other thing was what's going on. And it's because he has these like very stubborn like beliefs about how people are or these like judgments of people and like, yeah, like um, but it's it's similar situation, completely different tone. I agree. Um, you want to you see this story, like really ratchet up the mean spirited. Yeah. The, the mean spirited meter. Uh, however, Deuce falls in love with one of his clients, Kate, who has a prosthetic leg. So obviously, I think you know, that's that's got to be handled really well. Um, mm-hmm. She later breaks up with Deuce when she finds out that he was a prostitute hired by her friends. Some kind of fucking friends you have. Well, like, like maybe it's like a like a birthday or like uh oh, like, like we're gonna get you like thing. a we're gonna get you a hooker because it's your it, you know it's your birthday or something. I, I have a feeling I don't think it's I have a feeling it's like you have a prosthetic leg, therefore you can't get laid. Therefore, we're we're gonna hire this for you because we think you need to get you know we don't have enough. But it happens to be Rav Schneider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like I guarantee you that's how this plays it off. You know, I'm, mm. I'm like. Honestly, for and I bet like I bet like the shot is like you like he opens like the door opens it's her face and then like it's like oh my god like she's actually beautiful and then like it's a pan down and you just see her like one leg yeah oh and I bet and Adam Sandler just, like, see that yeah. yeah like you like, just I get... see that in the movie like it's a pan down and then like his face changes to like ugh <laughs> Ooh, yeah I know and just like <laughs> God uh, I mean like. <laughs> And, yeah. and, I, and I guarantee you this, like, you know, like every, like each of these interactions, you know, even though like we have a, the whole setup is like, this guy means well, but like the reason these women are in this situation is because society, but I bet it's just done in the most like, just, you know, tasteless way, ta- yeah. tasteless way. Yeah. Uh, but she later breaks up with the, when she finds he's a prostitute. Meanwhile, Deuce is being stalked by detective Chuck Fowler, William Forsyth place him who demands antoine's black book of clients and threatens to take deuce to jail if he does not comply that's kind of fucking weird because like usually like if like somebody's investigating prostitution wouldn't they you know use the clients to get to like the procurers you know to get to like the you know the 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 people actually like orchestrating the crimes Mm -hmm. versus like the people who are like yes participating them but ultimately you know are like on the lowest level of this. Like, like I don't think they would, it, it, like, it seems like it's going the opposite way than what it normally would go. You know, they would want to get to like the person in charge, the person where all the money goes to um, versus like just trying to bust all these individual people and run their lives. But I guess you don't put anything past Detective William Fowler, right? Or Chuck Fowler. <laughs> um, and he threatens to take Deuce to jail if he does not comply. Ooh. So Duke, if Deuce, God, Deuce eventually helps Fowler please his wife by stripping and erotically dancing for her, and the two make amends. Wow, how about that? Like, I feel like this has probably been ongoing throughout the the, the last couple of paragraphs that we've read. Like this, like guy has popped in and out. You know, the, 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 this detective has probably you know shown up around corners, seeing him walk out of the house with the. You know, the woman with Tourette's or the, the pros- woman with the prosthetic leg, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I wonder if, like, the detective caught on to him. I bet, I bet this is how the movie does it. I bet the detective's like, why would that man be sleeping with that woman with those problems? You know, I, I bet, like, that's how the detective catches on to him, you know. 
Yeah, there's like, just like a, a, there's just like a whiteboard. It's just like there's something wrong with every yeah. one of these women. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like the, like you know, like he 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 is able to detect the whole like social faux pas, like in all of those. And he's like, yeah, this is how I figured out the crime. Um, but then I guess apparently uh, he's not the bad guy. You know, he just needs his wife to be pleased because I guess he can't please his wife for some reason. Um. Deuce is still taken into custody, though, on prostitution tar- charges as Fowler needs someone to bring in and Deuce refuses to betray his friend TJ, the pimp. Oh, wow. So him and TJ have struck up a friendship through yeah. this time, you know, um, so they've become pals. And at the hearing, it's revealed that Deuce never slept with any of the clients except Kate. Since Deuce gave the money, gave back the money to Kate. Shouldn't be gave back the, or, 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 or gave the money back to Kate. Gave back the money to Kate. That just sounds weird. Uh, um, I think it's either or. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I felt like gave the money back to Kate. Whatever. Um, and was not paid for sex with her. He is cleared of all charges. So I guess we have this like court case that's just wedged into like the halfway point of the two thirds part of this movie. You know, like I don't know why they, they they had to put. I guess you know there had to be more tension. You know, outside of the the utter like filth. You know that that's going on in front of you. Um, you know, there had, there had to be someone of, stopping him from doing that, you know. This this is kind of reminiscent of Big Daddy, where there's a court case and stuff, oh, yeah. another Adam Sandler movie, and there's like fraud involved. But but that ends uh, with the court case. That ends with him getting custody of the kid and him like admitting in the court, like, I want to be a good dad and I have what it takes, you know. Yeah, it's just it just it's another 1999 Adam Sandler side, but I just feel like he was in the he was just writing these two movies at the same time and just like wrote down like the us scene because like a court case. I mean, like how many Adam Sandler movies have uh court uh like a court scene in them? So and the fact that these came out the same year, I just find like that's very uh not situated. I feel like that's very coincidental, you know. Yeah. I bet Liar Liar came out close to this too, because that's all about you know, 1997. 1997. Okay. So, 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 yeah. so yeah, all pretty, you know, I think like my cousin Benny, like fucking nailed that shit. And everybody was like, oh, I want that in my movie. I want that to be my climax of my comedy, you know. And my cousin Benny was done so like skillfully um, yeah. and precisely. And then two years before, yeah. two years before uh, Liar Liar was a yeah. few good men. Okay. Gotcha. So, like, a lot of people I think are trying to like replicate those like mm-hmm. very iconic scenes like my cousin Vinny for example I've read that like in law school Joe Pesci's style of cross-examination like I, I, I think he examines like the racist cop or something like that like mm-hmm. that's shown to like law students as like you know an effective mode mm-hmm. of cross cross-examination if you're you know on the defense I guess um so yeah like you know I, was, I think a lot of people tried to replicate that to to you know particularly these movies to no avail um, but using the money he made, now back to the main plot, Deuce restores Antoine's fish tank. Although due to time constraints, you know, little, like, <laughs> sounds like a stage direction. Although due to time constraints, he is warned that the glass may not be installed properly. God, like this movie, like, like <laughs> what? <laughs> Unfortunately, Kate's blind roommate accidentally kills the prize fish in Antoine's aquarium. When she starts the mixture in which the fish was being kept. See, this is this is the lowest of them all. Because all those other women, like, you know, they're all like, oh, yeah, like, I'm lonely and I want to have sex. Like, some sort of, you know, I guess, sympathetic thing. Yeah, yeah. But this is like a blind person, someone who can't see, does something to complicate the plot. And I guarantee you, it's played for laughs. 
Like I guarantee mm. you, like like God, I like, guarantee you, I guarantee you the blender. There's no top, and so yeah. like the fish guts go everywhere. Yeah, and I, I, I wonder if she was trying to make like a smoothie, and she put all the, like these sort of weird items in there, like like some silverware, and then like last is the fish. Like she's right. like kind of reaching in the water, like looking for something, and you think she's gonna grab the fish, but no, she grabs like the little fake piece of coral, and then finally she gets the the fish in there. God, like this is the worst part. This is this is definitely like like the lowest. I don't know. Low. I'm re- I read down a little bit, and I'm 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 I've read down just a few bits, and oh, yeah. I don't oh, think this is the worst part. You don't think so? Well, like no, also also wait. like good on Rob Schneider for thinking that like yeah, two disabled people are gonna live together with two completely different disabilities. You know, right? Like you know, it's it's like you know, they're like according to Happy Madison, they're all like sectioned off. You know, like God, yeah, there's uh there's Project Eight housing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> for, for like for like people with like disabilities. Oh, I bet they would probably call it Title Nine housing. But anywho, all right, okay. Do spies? Oh, uh, do spies a replacement fish? and returns to Antoine's house just before he returns. Antoine taps the new aquarium, and the glass shatters. I bet it's you know just like a big like slow motion like tap because I bet it's a big aquarium. You know, I and bet like the water, it's like a and, and the water comes like spilling out. You know, maybe like a, a, maybe a fish I bet it's comes a tap like, and then uh, I, I bet, bet he's got a, a piranha that bites him in his dick. You know, or something no, I, like that. I bet it's a tap and then like he's just like, oh, nothing's happening, and then he turns around and then it shatters. Oh yeah, and you see, no, he's like talking to Deuce, and then you see like the the cracks, the, the cracks start to, know, form. Spi- start to like spider out. You know, yeah. and then Deuce is just like, you know. What are you looking at back there? You know, and then they turn around and then, you know, the big, the big shadow. Yeah. Um, all right. Deuce then reveals, I guess he has to now, his prostituting adventures to the furious Antoine. And enraged, Antoine tries to kill Deuce, legitimately kill him. So, so at least it's following through on that. And at one point shoots a crossbow bolt at him. So that's the weapon that he sees up there is the crossbow. You know, mm-hmm. I thought it would be something a little bit more xenophobic than that. Um, Feluisa shows up, comes between the two men. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Feluisa is our 750-pound woman, just to clarify. Yeah. And saves Deuce's life, open parenthesis, like, like, like whoever wrote this, like, thought to include this. I bet whoever wrote this has as much spite for this movie as you and I do. Like, just, like they have to. <laughs> I hate this so much. I hate this too. Um, but, and another thing too, um, so... The movie Morbius came out about the Jared Leto vampire Marvel movie, you know? Never seen it. Okay, well, I've never seen it. It just came out, and um, I went to the Wikipedia page, and someone had already wrote a plot description, and it's, like, a very early one, but, like, whoever wrote that prop des- uh, plot description hates it. And I took a <laughs> picture of it, and we'll have to read it on here. Like, it, like you know, I, like, like, clearly the plot description will have probably changed to become more standardized and neutral and sterile. But like whoever this one just had tons of just yeah. Can you text it to me? I'm I'm very curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I uh, it's in my email, so yeah, I will. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, open parentheses. So um, Fluisa shows up. Also, what a name they pick. Comes through the two men and saves Zeus's life. So open parentheses. Here's how. She is not killed because the bolt hits her breasts, between which she has hidden a roast chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I 
so here's what it, here's what here's what that thinks that that thinks like or here's what that assumes this assumes that you think that her breasts are clearly involved you know like 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 it, uh, it, like, like like literally that parenthesis could say she is not killed because the bolt hits a roast chicken hit, hidden between her breasts like that would be so the most straightforward way is... of saying that but like now this is like you know, mm-hmm. it expects you to think, oh, yeah, her boobs are going to be involved. You know, I'm sorry, but like, I know this is played by uh, radio personality Big Boy, but I can only see Tracy Morgan playing this character. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't see anybody outside of him, and I don't know why. No. Like, <laughs> or did you ever see, uh, did you ever see Dane Cook's uh, Good Luck Chuck? Oh yeah, the, the no, receptionist. No, 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 I, no, I didn't see that, but I saw the one where he works at a um, like oh, employee of the month. Yeah, 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 employee yeah, of the yeah. year or something like that. Yeah, yeah so like yeah. he has like a receptionist who like he. Yeah, never mind. Just yeah, it better. No, no, no so Speaking of Louis, though, like there was an episode of Louis where Dane Cook's on it, where like Louis accuses him of stealing a joke, and like kind of like you mentioned with Real Rob, and kind of how it's done in Louis pre masturbation revelation. Um, you know, like these comedians are reckoning with their sort of public identity. And Dane Cook's episode is him being like, yeah, like I know I'm like the bro comedy guy who has easy, you know, like he's a, where he's aware of the criticism of him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, anywho, um, Antoine's then arrested by De- Detective Fowler and Deuce marries Kate. So our story's over. I guess Kate didn't do very much outside of, you know. Being the love interest, yeah, yeah, being the love interest and like helping him clear, like clearing him. Well, the runtime is the runtime is just shy of an hour and a half, and that's yeah. including that's including credits. So, yeah. well, yeah, and, and like, I bet there's a version of this script where Kate comes in and like throws her prosthetic leg at like Antoine or like uses it to block the arrow. You know, like I bet, there, I, 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 I bet there's a version of this script where like it's her because that would be more neat that the love interest would come in and save him. You know, even though she saves him in the court case, like, or or at least help him, you know, to kind of make the story more neat. But I bet, like, they were like, no, let's have like the person in the fat suit come in and put like a chicken between her bread, you know, like, like, I'm sure they were like, what is the most like vile, disgusting, mean spirited thing we could possibly do? And, and, and they, and they fucking did it, Micah. It's gross. It is gross. Um, And the end sequences continue to follow the epilogue. The end sequences continue. What? the fuck is with this sentence too the end sequences continues it's actually fucking um grammatically incorrect because our operant noun here is sequences and it should be the end sequences continue you know you should drop that s off the verb you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so like (laughs) (laughs) i know exactly what you're saying but yeah yeah yeah. the end sequences continues to follow the epilogue which is redundant. That is also not a true yeah, yeah. sentence. No, it's not. It's like, wait a minute. So the end follows the epilogue. So like there's an epilogue, but like the end sequences, like they come after it. Like, what? Like, I, like, 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 how does Hold that manifest But that's, but what you said would be would be to the sentence of the end sequence continues to the following the epilogue. This okay. is the end sequences. So, so there are multiple sequences at the following of the epilogue, which is like a postscript thing. So there are more than one 
mm-hmm. post post epilogues. Because it says sequences. It's not the end sequence. It's end sequences. I think yeah. that's more. I think that's more egregious than the than yeah. the syntax. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so so um, ultimately the s like like the noun should not be plural. So the end sequence continues to follow the upload. Yeah, the but end I'll, sequence continues, not the end sequences but, continue. But, but, but also it doesn't make sense because isn't an epilogue an end sequence? You know, or like a, you know, like, like a form of ending it. So it basically is saying the end sequence continues to follow the end. Or, I'm going to look up or, the, or the definition end se- of or the Or the end sequence continues to follow. It, at, like, I feel like, in the best version of this, epilogue means like after the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, so like, like, epi- yeah. epilogue uh, uh, noun, a section or speech at the end of a book or play that serves at, as a comment or a conclusion to what has happened. Uh, okay. Also a final or concluding act or event. So, so yeah, so there is... It's the so end of ca- the end. The, the end of the so, end. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't basically. you call... Wouldn't you, would you say that the, like, the Marvel post-credit scene is an end sequence after an ep- the epilogue, which no, is... Uh, like, uh, the finals? uh, like there's that, and then like the mid, like the the mid credit scene is possibly, in addition to that. I would almost consider, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I would because usually the post credit scenes in Marvel always like tease future movies. Like, sure, they may yeah. be like tangentially related to what happened in the movie you just saw, but they're always like they exist to tease like what's coming next. Especially so, Captain America, the first Avenger, where it's literally the trailer to the Avengers movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I the other thing that I'm mad about is that, but one, if I just said to you, the end sequences continue to follow the epilogue. No, the end sequences continues to follow the epilogue. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you put a colon there instead of a period? Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead or of like a semicolon at least to like break up the clock because that seems more clausal than it yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah, I, like a like a full phrase. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think like that sequence that or that sentence is there just to say this happens in the credits or this is shown. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like. Honestly, it would be way, way better be like during the credit sequence, you know, or something. I like know that, that everybody came here to talk to to listen to us talk about the syntax errors of Wikipedia pages. Well, well like but... if you just read that sentence, it's just a fucking mouthful. But anyway, yeah. uh, Deuce's father, who apparently is a character that we have no connection to we've never heard of him before yeah it becomes a male prostitute for like why like you know like fluid <laughs> oh god like like th- th- I-, I think th- th- this is what hits it home for me like this is the um, fluisa undergoes extensive liposuction and became a model in victoria's secret known as naomi Wait, so, so so also the, this they're is using also, different tenses. Yeah, they are. They're, 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 they're father using... becomes, and this is Fluisa became as if that that's in the past, as yeah. if that as if Fluisa is either dead. Well, and the or... movie is told in the present tense. You know, the movie's like yeah. actually happening. Yeah. So she she like you know obviously like couldn't live with her current self according to Rob Schneider and had to change use surgery that cost a lot of money to change herself in order to be happy. So what a great message to send, you know, happy Madison. Wonderful. Um, Ruth, who, Amy Poehler, the woman with Tourette's syndrome, opens up a all girls school with, for people with Tourette's. So honestly, I guess, you know, can't 
say too many mean stuff about that. Carol manages to fulfill her dream trip to France. So I guess that's Who's what she Carol? wanted. That's the, <laughs> not, not, not the woman with narcolepsy. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just kind of, you know. TJ. This is like, uh, this is like, uh, I just imagine this is like, uh, what's it called? Uh, the, oh, it's a Stephen King book, Stand By Me. Uh-huh. Where like, it's like, it's like narrating, like, uh-huh. like Chris became aware and then was stabbed. Uh, it's just like Carol became Carol managed to fulfill her dream trip in France. Yeah. Like it just seems oh, like this is and, like and, so and, weird. And, and I bet it shows her in France, like sitting like in the Eiffel Tower and falling asleep. Like I bet there's some sort of horrible coda joke. Asleep. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, or something, or, or like maybe like a very attractive man is like you know doing, and you know, so like they they, they double down on like sort of the you know narcolepsy joke and like the rape joke or something like that you know i could see them like kind of just completely doubling down on just awfulness there um tj um starts his own reality show dedicated yeah dedicated to his experiences as a male prostitute okay and an incarcerated antoine marries tina who's the woman who's extremely tall um yeah i mean yeah i know they oh yeah Oh, no, Reverend to Detective talk- Chuck Fowler. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the blind friend, too, like literally played for that joke. Like, like oh, I guarantee you there's a joke whenever Deuce and like uh, the, the um, uh, who's the woman with the prosthetic leg? Her name is uh, Kate. Um, I bet they're like having sex at some point. I bet the blind friend walks in and assumes it's something else, you know, and then they like play it off like it's something else. Yeah, like, I gu- is, yeah, I guarantee. Is- yeah. This is this gross. Is unnerving. Uh, we already talked unnerving. about the cast. Yeah, like, like this movie, in no way, shape, or form, post Me Too, could be made. Like, could you imagine no. pitching this to a studio executive and just be like, oh, yeah, like he's going to like go hook up with, you know, it's it's about a, a guy who is, you know, an uh, insecure person who winds up becoming a male prostitute. Okay, so there's like sort of a big shift in character. Right. And he hooks up uh, with like, you know, these types of women. And it's just like, oh, yeah, like like at that point, it just becomes like just pretty sickeningly insidious. And uh, yeah. So uh, we went through the cast and the production is quite literally some already in the first bit because just talks about Adam Sandler. Uh, the soundtrack we always skip. Uh, so let's go to the box well, actually, office. The, the, the soundtrack, I guess I have to say, is like, it's got the obvious sex songs on there, like "You Sex a Thing" by Hot Chocolate and "Get Down Call Tonight." And, yeah, yeah, "Get Down Tonight" and "Let's Get It On" by Marvin Gaye. You know, like so it has the obvious. You know, yeah. Oh, and then and then at the end, at the end, I bet it has like a more orchestral because uh, it's there's a second call me. Yeah. Um. All right, Dude's right. Bigelow opened. Theatrically on December 10th, 1999 in 2,154 venues and earned $12,224,016 in its opening weekend, ranking third North American box office behind Toy Story 2's fourth weekend and fellow newcomer, The Green Mile. Wow. So it's it's right behind two movies that are like light years, buzz light years yeah. ahead of it. <laughs> quite, like, quite literally yeah, light yeah, years away. Yeah, like seriously, like two movies that like, like God, and like that's the third one. Like I can only imagine like if those two are the options, which I assume those two have been in theaters for a while and you decide to go see this. Like after well, no, seeing all so the So the Green Mile also opened this weekend. 
And then oh, Toy Story 4 has been out for four, four weeks at this point. newcomer. Okay. So it yeah. had staying power. Um, and yeah. yeah, like I said, and, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like the green, like both like the green mile, like dealing with like dealing with like actual, like, like psychological problems of like being, uh, being like, like what it takes, the toll of what it takes to be, uh, like the flip of Shawshank, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like be, well, the toll it takes on being uh, at working at a prison, mm-hmm. and then Toy Story two, like after like the roaring success of Toy Story, and like Toy Story two, you said I think last week that you like that one better. I I think it's the best of the uh, yeah, and so like and, yeah, and so I I mean like these two movies, and then Deuce Biblo, this kind of like you know raunchy comedy. Kind of, like, yeah, like, raunchy like, sex comedy. Like, like a raunchy comedy that like you know treats like a certain like slew of its characters with just complete disrespect and and therefore a, a significant portion of its audience you know mm-hmm. just, just just you know like seriously those guys were sitting together and they just had like i don't know i feel like 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 clearly they're like what is like the most like we talk about slapstick and physical comedy what's like the most physically funny like gag that we can do like the, the cheapest but like did not have any like a, the one iota of regard for like how it would make people like this feel yeah it's like yeah. if they saw a jackass and didn't understand why people liked it yeah 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 so. uh critical reception uh yeah, deuce yeah. bigelow male jiggle received negative reviews from critics on rotten tomatoes it has an approval rating of ding 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 right on the money 22 percent no yeah. based on I, I, 76 I, I, I promise i didn't look at like, like like you know to get that out of the way like no, I, no this worries. is my first time reading this wikipedia page ever so uh with an average rating of 4.01 out of 10 uh the site's consensus states according to critics deuce bigelow is just too dumb and filled with old tired gags which is you know in 1999 this is a 24 year old movie imagine watching it now it's probably sucks oh yeah and that's uh, a ver- that's usually the rotten tomatoes like kind of consensus description is like a little bit more colorful than that mm-hmm. you know like it's basically saying like yeah this movie sucks and it's very outdated you know uh, on metacritic it has a score of 30 out of 100 based on reviews from 26 critics indicating generally unfavorable reviews audience survey that system score gave the film a grade b which like that's pretty pretty bad because usually almost all films get like an a or an a or minus. an a minus yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, our good old friend Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun Times <laughs> gave the film a one and a half out of four stars, stating it's the kind of picture whose view and brew theaters were made for as long as you don't view. Uh, what is a view and brew theater? I guess it's like a uh, you go there and you drink. Like, yeah. Uh, Kendall Morgan from the Dallas Morning Show writes in her review, Dude's Big Little Male Gigolo makes There's Something About Mary look like Masterpiece Theater. Whoever, uh, wrote, Masterpiece this, Theater. whoever wrote this entry just clearly ran out of steam after the plot. Like, 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 like whoever, like, was the main writer of this entry, like, I'm sure, like, was, like, kind of jazzed to, like, write about it. But as they began to recount the story, just, like, like the, the steam of their enthusiasm was just slowly let out, just like a sad balloon you know and then by the end they were just like completely disheartened you know they look back and they're like hey did i like contribute to this by writing the wikipedia article by by coming up with the cultural artifact that is you know you know the 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 wikipedia article for this movie and at the very end i bet they were just like please like let me just finish this um 
And then there's a sequel. Right. I'm just trying to follow the sequel production. Um, Hang on. Let's oh, also and hold, a- I just want to read this project. I just want to read this from the production part uh, because this is, this is really telling of Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, which is the sequel to this movie. Uh, Disney rejected the sequel as inappropriate because they wanted to, the film rated PG-13 instead of it, the R rating of the first film. The Orphan sequel found a new home at Sony. Disney retains 5% of the box office gross. To promote the film, Sony held a, quote, man whore of the year contest with Maxim Magazine in Las Vegas. Oh, my God. And, and I, uh, bet, I bet this motherfucker's on Disney Plus, too. I bet, like, since, like, they still have the rights to I bet, like, you know, you can somehow dig into Disney Plus and unearth this. And uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, Deuce Bigelow, your pink has an approval rating of 9%. Oh, wow. So even uh, worse. Well, I bet that this, our, this one probably plays friend, on, like, cultural stereotypes from other countries along with, yeah. you know. And our, our good friend Roger Ebert has a real gem of a quote. Ready for this, Bell? Sure. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times is quoted as saying, speaking in my official capacity as a Pulitzer Prize winner, Mr. Schneider, your movie sucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, like, pretty direct. Uh, but he, also but- gave, he also gave it a zero star and oh, calling it aggressively star. bad as if you, it wants to su- cause suffering to the audience and describes it as completely beneath contempt. <laughs> 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 it's such a like what a what a daring thing to say uh because like giving something a zero is real bad oh yeah i mean you know all you had to do is please his editors at the chicago sun i mean you know and i guess get invited back to future you know screenings but like i don't know like almost like I feel bad. Like, I, I feel bad. Like, you know, if I were like a reviewer, I'd feel bad writing about this movie, even if I were giving it a bad review. I almost feel bad, like just reading that plot, you know, because I'm just like, I feel like this just needs to go away. Like, like, the, like this story just needs to be swept into like the dustbin of mm-hmm. recent history and just completely right. discarded and burned. But like, <laughs> it's like, bad. It, it is bad. Like, like, it's, it, it's not just that, but it's just kind of, like it just makes me just kind of sad that like you know. So I understand. I understand your like your moral empathy towards yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. But here's here's where I think you and I part is that this movie, like movies, have to go through so many stages. Like the oh, script sure. has to be written, the studio has to buy it, the studio re- pays writers to rewrite it, then the studio hires a director, then the studio yeah. hires the cast, then the studio, then the they film it. They film like, you know, there's always deleted scenes. So they yeah, film yeah. like way more than that. Then this film is edited. Then this film is put in front of a test audience. Then there's reshoots. And then it's put in front of a beta test audience. And then it's sent to distribution. I mean, there's so many checks and balances that like you can, that like. So it's not our fault. It's not our fault. And like, and if you think about it, how many movies don't get picked up that are probably, that probably had way better scripts than this. I mean, like, I know that you can always say like, this is the best thing that, that the, like, if this this was always a Rob Schneider vehicle too, you know, like he wrote wrote it, it, like this is always him. Yeah. And it just seems like real bottom of the barrel comedy. Yeah. Well, they were like, oh yeah, sex is funny. How about sex with like, you know, people Rob with disabilities? Yeah, how, about, how about Rob Schneider has sex with people with disabilities? Also fun. You know, like that's literally what they thought, you know, like people are going to like watching these scenes where he has sex with like 
you know, 750. He doesn't or, or, but, but all, enters into these situations with the pretense of sex. So yeah. the audience is thinking in their mind, like they're playing out the scenario as if he were having sex, but then it turns into mm-hmm. something different. It subverts expectations in that way. But the fact that they would put that into the audience's mind, that they would trick you into thinking like, oh yeah, he's going to do it, 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 it is really sad. You know? Yeah. Real weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but wow. uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> like this is easily like far and away, like, like angels in the outfield, you know, it plays on like a childhood sense of hope. And like <laughs> this, this fantasy of just like, oh yeah, like if you believe long I enough, want, something my dad. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he'll yeah. never get his mom back, but maybe he and his dad can like emotionally reunite. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like yeah. The, the there's a like the previously, and then Home Alone like has like the emotional pull yeah. of like of like I'm once again my family and I are not together on Christmas and I'm like a child, but this is like the emotional pull of just like Rob Schneider is unconventionally unattractive. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I'm, like, he's yeah. dealing, he's like, he's like gonna, there's the pretense of sexual relations with, with women who in like a societal norm are not, are also unconventionally attractive. So like, yeah. it's kind of just like, a body and mind kind of thing of just like, well, society doesn't like you and society doesn't like me. So of course we'll have sex. It's just like, that's such like a weird juxtaposition when like this should be like a body positive movie. And maybe. Oh yeah. But, but, but the whole thing is like, he has like really high standards. Like remember it says earlier in the description that um, what, what's it fucking say? Uh, 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 Deuce decides to make no, the clients so it, feel better about themselves since he only desires to have sex with beautiful women. Which, which at the end he 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 does. You know, he like you know, like ultimately, like it gets with. The look up a picture of what Kate looks like. Kate, yeah, 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 Deuce yeah. Bigelow, and I'm gonna tell you from oh, the male oh, perspective. Oh, I'm sure. History. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Like, like it's you know. Yeah, there. Bo, hold on. Let me just share this picture from you. Like, this is the per- this is the girl with one leg, right, Kate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the prosthetic leg. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, you know, obviously means that men won't have sex with her. Oh, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to enable share screening because I guess I'm a child. How, how do I how do I enable it? Do I have to like? Uh, there's a on the share screen thing. There's like a little arrow. There's like a arrow that multiple participants can share screen time on event oh adventure options oh all participants go ahead cool so i'm showing bo like this is what comes up oh my god like oh so 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 so, so it is totally the hot girl you know that that has to, so so the way they play the uh, like, get, look at this like she there's not she doesn't have a leg but like I would say she's very conventionally attractive it's just like oh, yeah. I don't have a leg and it's just like oh, yeah. it just well, seems and, like and, one of those and, high school and, movies and, where like and, the nerdy and, girl is like becomes hot when she like takes off her glasses yeah 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 and it's like they're like all these shots are her like above the waist too so they're not showing that either you know so they like you know yeah. look at that like. She's yeah. pretty, like, like, and I'm not, I'm not saying that in like a weird way. Like, she's like conventionally attractive. So, I would so, say. So, 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 like for her, like, um, it was like she's conventionally attract. The the movie wants to insist she's conventionally attractive, comma, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, here's like, where the South Park narrative comes yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, she doesn't yeah. have a leg. Yeah. So, like, what's like? Uh, how do you think the movie makes her not have a leg? Like a car accident? Like, uh, 
like an injury or yeah yeah like military or something you know i don't know like like some sort of thing uh yeah unless the actress legitimately doesn't have a leg but like the movie even so like the movie hat the movie must explain why she doesn't like there's guarantee you yeah doesn't say anything about that on her wikipedia entry so yeah i i assume she has two legs i'm just saying there's an there is a chance because I've never heard of her name outside of today that she does there. She does have one leg, but the movie would still address that in some way, you know, like oh, yeah. it wouldn't just be like, I don't have a leg. So I'm not, so I'm insecure. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. like what the movie was trying to say. Like, like, cause it, it did hammer, it did not hammered, but it did uh, reveal in that first thing that like, he's an insecure fish tank, per, uh, fish tank cleaner. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. all of, all these women have some sort of insecurity about themselves in the way that that's why they're hiring a prostitute yeah, yeah. or well, well, a, a gigolo to use the movie's yeah. term. Well, and the way, and like what it ultimately like boils down to is like Rob Schneider can't get laid, but wants to get laid by a beautiful woman. He gets laid by a beautiful woman, you know, like that's pretty much like what happens, I guess along the way he kind of learns, you know, like how to connect with people through connecting with the unconventionally, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is more. I, I mean, it says it's a sex comedy, but this is like a lack of sex comedy. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like it, it point it the the at least the Wikipedia description it tries to really highlight the fact that he's not having sex with these women. The only woman that he had sex with was Kate. So I would say that this is more of a rom com. You know what a I mean? Rom com, yeah. And it uses sex as sort of like your iceberg, but the, it, you know, to kind of put put the idea in your head. You know, yeah. like like they make you think that these scenarios are going to play out a certain way, but right, but, right. but but they don't. Um, no, this thing is a fucking like train wreck. Know, yeah, yeah, no, this which is, is another bad like, sex like, comedy. Like, like it's that, <laughs> but it's, it, it's just like 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 just fucking morally like reprehensible and and a tra- you know, and it's just like you know, like these jokes don't have to have like you can have this movie. I think you can have like the story of like. Oh, here's a guy who, you know, is like not like a sexually active or conventionally attractive guy who's insecure, who winds up in a situation where sex is like expected of him. Where it's you like, know, I, I want yeah. there to be a scene for like the sake of this movie, yeah. having like a more some sort of moral high ground. I yeah. want there to be like kind of like a scene montage where he does have sex with a beautiful woman, but he's like unfulfilled. He's just like, this isn't what I thought I wanted. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, like I'd, I'd rather that, like I'm trying to like think about how this movie could, is could ever be redeemable. I know that it doesn't say that, well, but well, I, bet I, I think if it veers away from like disabilities and things like that, I think the mm-hmm. fact that it focuses on the physical, I think makes it really d- difficult. Cause like, even like things like, like, like there's these physical like manifestations of it as opposed to like, somebody who you know may or may not be disabled but perhaps like a lifestyle choice or a certain lifestyle like or a certain like cultural identity like makes them feel unattractive you know like that would be that there would be a lot more like to dig into there versus like oh he goes over to the you know this person's house who has this physical you know this obvious physical reason yeah 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 Yeah. so like you know there's a way where you could do that and have some like commentary and maybe also some laughs there but because they choose, like, I think, like, physical disabilities, you know, that's what makes it just especially heinous because, like, yeah, you know, like, like it's, it's just things like, oh, yeah, you know, like a lot of these people just just, just, just can't help this stuff. And this is, you know, mm-hmm. not something that's like a life, like, like an identity based thing, but something that's like, oh, you know, something that, you know, I can't help that happened to me, you know, and it's right. uh, 
Yeah, that, that's what makes it just extra gross that they decided to pick on these the, this type of people to, or to like, you know, showcase like their insecurities right. versus like somebody who's like, oh, yeah, like I play video games all the time or some sort of like, you know, social anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Or some sort of li- lifestyle choice that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that that, you know, can give you just more to dig into. Um, but but no, I think like Adam Sandler clearly wanted to be like big boy, like wear this fat suit. And uh, put chicken between your breasts, and uh, yeah, like like that's that that that's clearly what they wanted. That's yeah. clearly what they got. And yeah, this is this is just so all like I think that alone for me is what is what makes this just like it's like Norbert pretty, pretty levels of just like fucked up. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just like they picked they chose to like showcase that, which is yeah. just which is just sad to me. Well, uh. <laughs> That's going to do with us from here. Let us know if you've ever seen Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, or Deuce Bigelow, European gigolo. Or not. Uh, yeah, I don't want to hear yeah. about this fucking piece of shit again. Like, uh, you can, like, like <laughs> this is a, this movie streams on Tubi TV. So if you uh, if you want to, it's a free service. So of course, yeah. I mean, like I wouldn't pay for the yeah. I, 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 like I am like 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 this made me like a thousand times more like likely never to see this movie. Right. I, I never, ever, ever. I ever want to watch the trailer. <laughs> oh God! I um, bet it's very shallow, Hal. I yeah. bet it says Rob Schneider is a prostitute. Yeah. A prostitute. yeah. <laughs> but he's finding out that yeah. sex isn't the only thing yeah. that he wants out of women. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. But make sure to watch. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Bo Reads Wiki. That's Bo is capital. The B is capitalized. The Bew. R is capitalized. And the W is capitalized and we'll come to you next week. Make sure to follow, uh, make sure to listen every week and to listen to all of the great shows on the visionary global media's network uh, channels. And anything else to add? Uh, Donald, I just saw an article where Donald Trump just told some like supporter at Mar-a-Lago, you don't look gay. So uh <laughs> <laughs> so 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 yeah so so I'm so I'm off to see the wizard here I'm off to see what right. that, that that shit's all about. Sitting in the morning sun, I'll be sitting when the evening comes, watching the ships roll in. Then I watch them roll away again. Yeah. I'm sitting on the dock of the bay. Watching the tide roll away Just sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time I left my home in Georgia Headed for the Frisco Bay I have nothing to live for Look like nothing's gonna come my way So I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Yes, I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Look like nothing's gonna change Everything still remains the same Ten people tell me to do So I guess I'll remain the same Sitting here resting my bones 
this loneliness won't leave me alone yeah. For two thousand miles I roam Just to make this dock my home yeah. Now I'm sitting at the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Yeah, I'm just sitting at the dock 